Thank you, guys. We better pray. Lord, we thank you uh, that, uh, you know, even when we don't see it, we know you're working everything out. Um, and uh, we may not see it as, as good, may not understand in the moment, but thank you, Lord, that you are at work. And you're at work in our lives, you're at work in this this church, you're at work in our community, and and our counties, and our state, and throughout the world, Lord. So, thank you. And we ask, Lord, that you'd help us to stand firm and continue to walk with you through it all, that we would keep our eyes set upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, like I said earlier this week, we, uh, I was at Homeward Trail Bible Camp with many others, and uh, it was uh, uh, a real blessing to be there. Um, there was a lot of kids uh, from our community as well as our church. You might see a few that you might recognize in some of these photos. Some of them are hard to see. I got a couple photos. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, these kids learned. One was their time of personal devotions. That's crucial. Spending time with the Lord. And so we have uh, kids here. Oh. All right, I need to go back to my verse. All right. So the verse that we had was uh, Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me, or gave himself for me. And I think it's important for them to see the new life that they have and that we would... You know, say, say no to sin and yes to Jesus, and so that we would live for him. And so it's on the back of our shirts. I said I'd try to show a shirt to you here that they, I got from Cole. But you'll see there's a thumbprint, and in the middle of the thumbprint is Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And so in that, we have a new life in Christ. We have to say no to sin. We have to say no to the old life and to the world. And let Christ live in us. And it begins with personal devotions. And that's our identity is in Christ. Our identity is from Him. Not from the world, not what the world says about us, or not even what maybe a sinful nature or something that we want to do. That's not our identity. Our identity as believers in Jesus is in Christ. And so with that, it begins... In the morning, waking up and walking up the hill to do devotions. And so they would spend some time in devotions up on the hill. I think you could see someone in the background, a couple of them, I think. I think I see Natalie and Sophia. (laughs) So doing devotions, there is a couple pictures. I had one of my nephew there as well, but not in this picture. Um, The last night we were there... Um, oh, there's walking up the hill. Sorry. There's walking up the hill. And then there's another, you should see one other person from our church there. Uh, one of the counselors giving me a peace sign when she saw me taking a picture. But the last night we were there, we had, uh, some more fellowship outside. I love roasting hot dogs over the fire. Um, I tried to convince them that I was the greatest hot dog roaster, but nobody really listened to me. Uh, anyway. But there was a lot of fun throughout the week. Um, 
and time together, time in chapel. Um, we had chapel in the morning and chapel in the evening and time of missions. They had Bible class and then we had a lot of fun games. And, you know, uh, did you guys know that's right beside Muddy Creek, the Muddy Creek? Is that the name of it? Muddy Creek, right? And uh, Muddy Creek, Cole said that when he was little, he didn't know there was a creek back there, didn't he? Isn't that what he's saying? There was a lot of trees, a lot of tall grass, a lot of brush, and one time he was wandering back there, and he thought he you know, was still close to camp, but then he got to this river, he's like, I must be a long ways from the camp, <laughs> from the campus. So he hurried back. But uh, today they have it pretty cleaned up. It's not very far at all. And so I just thought I'd give a picture of the muddy creek or river. But, you know, when you're a kid, sometimes things, your perspective is, you know, things are huge. I remember when I was a little boy driving my Tonka truck through some flowers and thinking I was in a jungle. So I, I have that vague uh, memory. Um, but the thing about Homeward Trail Bible Camp and our other good Bible camps is that we want kids to gain the perspective that Jesus is worth following. And that it shouldn't be us who lives. That is, living for ourselves, it's Christ who lives in us. And he gives us abundant life. And so our challenge is to give them a biblical worldview or perspective, and that's what we're going to try to do this week, right? In the wilderness, right? I forget the exact name of our VBS, the wilderness, or... All right. Walking in the wilderness. And if we're walking in the wilderness, we need to follow the Lord God, the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm thankful... That, that we're going to be doing it in the evening because I want, again, to invite everybody to come join us, get involved, or just be there prayerfully watching and visiting with one another. You'll know we'll be here, right, this week. You get lonely, you shouldn't be lonely, spend that $5 gas and come on out. Yes. All right. But, you know, I'm glad we're doing it in the evening because it's going to be hot, and it gives those of you who work during the day the opportunity to come, hopefully. And I know some of you work pretty late hours. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be hot. Just come on out. Uh, I think we'll have air conditioning running and working. And we do have a hydrant. No, I'm not in, trying to encourage you to do anything. That would be rambunctious. But we do have water out there. Um, but it is a blessing not only to invest in the kids, but to invest in one another. And today, with it being Father's Day and with VBS coming up, I just wanted to challenge all of you, and I wanted to challenge all of you young men and you fathers, you old men, older men, <laughs> that we should be masculine and get invested in the kingdom through hard work. And the hard work I'm talking about is the hard work of building relationships. And sometimes we forget how good it is to invest in relationships. And so I want you to understand, we've kind of gone through a, a series of, of what evil is. And I believe a, what Satan wants us to do is to stay on our own little island from God, to stay separated and on our own island away from other believers. 
And so I want you to see that there is good in having relationships with other people, especially believers. 2 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14 says, Be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. As many translations changes that, you know, be a courageous person, but we want you to understand it is masculine to be brave and bold and to delve into the scary world of relationships. (laughs) Sometimes it's scary, isn't it? Especially if you get to know people better than you thought you would probably want to get to know them. It can be scary. But everything that we do should be done in love and It's important that as we see the day approaching, and I didn't throw this in until now, but in Hebrews, it talks about as we see, you know, do not forsake the assembling together. As you see the day approaching, as it gets more and more difficult, we need each other more and more. And so as we walk through this, I want to first, for all of you, or all of you men especially, to be engaged, and so let's go to Galatians, and that's where we, we, we spent, I tried to spend our time in the chapel services this week, and I would have loved to take this passage and walk through it with the kids, but it was, it's kind of a difficult one. And so youngsters here, I hope that you know that you can learn and study the Word right along with us adults, and it is a blessing to be able to open up your Bibles, okay, kids, and try to follow along. So we're going to be in Galatians. And Galatians is in the New Testament, right? We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Hopefully you've started reading through some of those. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, and then it is Galatians. And so Galatians is, he's talking about there's people, and so I I find it fascinating because there are people coming and say, hey, oh, it's not enough to have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not enough. You need to go back to the old law, especially circumcision, and you need to do this and this and this to be saved. Well, the reality is the position, our identity, just like Ephesians, our identity, who we are in Christ should be lived out. We don't live out our lives trying to gain that identity. That's who we are. If we've truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, that's who we are. And because of that, this is how it should be lived out. And therefore, we can be brave and get invested in the kingdom through hard work. And therefore, when we look at this passage, verse 1, brethren, even if anyone is caught in any trespass, You who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and therefore fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But each one must examine his own work and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to anyone." Oh, sorry, not in regard to another. For each one will bear his own load. The one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from 
the Spirit reap eternal life. Let us not lose heart in doing good. I love these two verses, 9 and 10. This is a really good passage. Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. We're to love all people, but we need to pay special attention to our brothers and sisters, especially the ones we know, the ones we're joined to together as a group as a body of believers. And really, when I look at verse 1 and verse 10, it points to me that we need to be engaged. Engaged. Not distant. Not uncaring. But engaged. And therefore, we have to be prepared. Um, When you look at that first verse, part of that preparation is making sure you yourself are walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. That you spend time in personal devotions. That you are walking in the Spirit and producing the fruit of the Spirit. Because you know what just ended the chapter before? It talked about the fruit of the Spirit. Look at verse 22 of chapter 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ, Jesus has crucified the flesh. It goes back to verse 22, 20, the camp three theme verse. Have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another, but instead when we walk with Jesus and we see the fruit you know, growing in our own lives, we are able to come along some, beside someone else who is struggling and needs that uh, gentle nudge of encouragement, right? Uh, one of the videos I showed the kids was when the abominable snowman uh, found Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny, and, and he picks up Daffy Duck, and he says, oh, my own little very own bunny rabbit. I will love him and hug him and name him George, you know? And then he finds out he's a duck, and so he starts spanking the duck. All right, gentle reminders, you know, and his head's going long ways and coming back. He says, wait, 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 I know where a bunny rabbit is, so he gets Bugs Bunny in trouble, okay? But anyway... We don't, you know, smack him like that abominable snowman and see the nick flying off, head coming back, right? Gentle. We're gentle, but we are accountable. So to be prepared, we need to be people walking in the Spirit, right? Your own relationship with Jesus. And, and we'll get into that just a little bit more maybe here. But we are accountable to one another. And I think that's where we struggle in the church in the United States of America. Or rural churches, maybe. I don't know, I struggle with it. It's hard. But that's loving accountability. And sometimes it's more than, yeah, we may get together as a group and say, we're going to keep each other accountable. And we may say, these are the guidelines and let's do this. And that's good. But also, just like at camp, I think there's this time where we're able to invest where we get to know the kids and we can, we can see where they're struggling, we can see where um, they're growing, and we can say, you know, uh, one kid 
that I know I just took on, took aside and said, hey, the Bible's important, and I think God has great things in store. You need to understand that you can't rely on these other people in your family who love the Lord. You need to step up. Okay? Whether I talked on his level or not, I don't know. But we come along and say, hey, we need to step into this relationship. Just maybe step away from what you're doing over here in the world and walk with Christ. So we need to be accountable, but in a loving way. And that is masculine, men, (laughs) because it takes guts. Interestingly enough, women have oftentimes more boldness than us men in, in the area of relationship, but it is a part of who we are as men. Verse 2 and 6, I think, point to the reality. Engaged is taking that first step, and so we can include the verses that I'm, I'm just, I'm missing a lot in these verses, I understand. There's a lot more there, but let's just run through this uh, as we continue on. But engaged means that you're willing to be involved. Engaged means that you're taking the first steps, and that means that you're beginning to walk and continuing to walk with the Lord Jesus Christ every day. And a lot of times it involves prayer. And I know some of you, you know, you work long hours and you're, you're coming home and like you're exhausted. And for your own family, men and, and women, it may mean that the last 10 minutes before you walk through the door, you need to spend time in prayer because a lot of this we cannot do in our own strength. It has to be the strength of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I, I do allow opportunities to pass that I shouldn't let pass with my own girls or people within our church. So we need to be people of prayer, not just in the word, but praying about how we can be engaged and invested. Because if we're engaged in walking with the Lord Jesus Christ and therefore we're prepared and we're, we're willing to be accountable, then if we're, we invest, as it says in verse 2, we're willing to bear one another's burdens and, and thereby fulfill the law. In verse 6, you know, that I believe that points to the reality here in verse 6. Um, the one who is taught, be engaged in ministry in some way, okay? And those who, who need the help to continue a full-time ministry, be willing as the Lord leads you to invest in those ministries, but you yourself be willing to invest. Be invested. That is, seek to help. Because it's about others. It's not just about myself. It's about others. Um, 2 Corinthians. If you'd look at 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1. Actually, it's 1 Corinthians. I'm pretty sure I wrote that down wrong. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Maybe I put it on on a slide. I don't know what's on my next slide. Did I have a verse in there? No? Okay. First uh, Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Let's start at verse 4, actually. No, Second Corinthians. I know there's one passage I was like, oh, that's 2 Corinthians. No, it's not 2 Corinthians. Maybe that's later coming up here. Uh, but 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 through 7. Um, I think it's really good. So 
for us to be in the Word, to follow along. So hopefully you're there. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of, all, of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as suffering of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. But if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. Or if we are comforted, comforted, it is for your comfort, which is effective in the patient enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. And our hope for you is firmly grounded, knowing that as you are sharers of our suffering, so also you are sharers of our comfort. We are to bear one another's burdens. We are to be ready for the hard work of comforting one another and sharing the sufferings with each other. And that can be scary and that can be difficult. It could be hard work. But for Paul, part of that included the gospel as he was involved in ministry. And he, was, he suffered to bring them the gospel. And then he comforted them, bringing them the gospel. And then as he was going out and he was suffering, they were trying to be engaged in the ministry with him as he had gone out. And so we should seek to help those in full-time ministry. We should seek to be in ministry serving one another. And we need to seek simply to help because it's about others. And that means it's hard work. So not only being ministry supporters, but also being people willing to build relationships. Is that scary? Maybe it's not scary. Maybe you're like, ah, I just don't have time. That's why it's work. So be masculine and get invested in the kingdom through hard work. Third, just be real. Look at verses 3 through 5 here back in Galatians chapter 6. Be real. Uh, because it's, it's about more than just you. And so I'm going to read verse 3 from the New Living Translation. I think they are spot on in, in what this really points to. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Ooh. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are not only fooling yourself. You're not that important. My translation reads, For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself, but each one must examine his own work, and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to another, for each one will bear his own load. There's this, hef- there's this healthy balance knowing that this is my responsibility, and hey, I need to comfort them, I need to help them, I need to encourage them, but if they reject it, whose responsibility is inevitably? Theirs, right? But yet we are called to be investing in their lives, right? It's easier for some than others. I probably shouldn't share everything some people share with me, so I know a camp director. I will not name his name. 
he kind of, his battery kind of gets low as he goes through because, you know, it's a lot of energy. Some people, they thrive. That, they just gain more energy. Maybe they're more tired because they aren't getting to sleep. So it's easier for some people than others, right? But it's crucial for us in the family of God to do the work of God to build the kingdom of God. So do the work. There's, there's this, I love the verse, contentment with godliness is great gain. So be content with where and what we have, but yet we are to seek to be more and more like Christ. In this passage, it says, hey, have a, a very real view of who you are and a very real view of what God wants you to do. And that even if you're doing a phenomenal job, it is God and not you. And so, going on 4 and 5 again, we just need to have that personal relationship with Jesus so he can convict and guide. And that is something that takes guts. It is. And so be masculine and get invested in this kingdom work. And so I just want to end with get her done. Get her done. Walk in the Spirit. I equate that with get her done. Walk in the Spirit. Okay? You have to be people walking with Jesus. It's not I who live. It's not, it's not me. It's Christ who lives in me. So Get her done, walk in the Spirit, and know that it will happen. Look at verses 7 through 10 again. Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will also reap uh, from the flesh, reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit, from the Spirit, reap eternal life. Let, let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then... While we have opportunity, let us do good to all people and especially to those who are of the household of faith. I thought it was important to read that again because I want you to understand, number one, it will happen. The harvest will take place. We will see the rewards for what we have done in the Spirit. Growth will take place. Rewards will be received and consequences are real. As we shared last week in, in the message, some people think, oh, it hasn't happened yet. I'm just going to keep living my own way. It will happen. Judgment is coming. And therefore, for us, we have to understand, i got to press on. It is coming. I want them to know Jesus. And do good. Nine and ten, Right? Remember when we started the series on um, evil? Conquer evil with good. Do not become overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. He says do good, especially loving on other believers. And it tells us in this passage we have to take advantage of every opportunity. That is, we have to share Jesus. Right? It's not easy. But we have to be people willing to, uh, at times, sacrifice. Other times it's, hey, this is a blessing. I, you know, I love doing this. I am sacrificing some things, but 
And maybe it's really hard to get out of your shell and allow somebody else into your life or to try to be engaged in somebody's life because, you know what, it's, it's, uh, it's really difficult to be shot down. And more often than not, you probably will be shut down or shot down when you try to take those steps of relationship. But those are so very, very important. And God knows your hurts when those hurts take place. And God is there to heal and give you strength. You cannot do it in your flesh. You have to do it by walking in the Spirit. On Father's Day, I just want to challenge you. I think we're very blessed in this church that we have men who are spiritual leaders. I want to challenge you dads again. Let's, let's you know, it's like me. You know, I start out something. Yeah, I got a lot of fire. I'm ready to go. And then it just, it eventually just creeps lower and lower and lower. It's kind of like when you're sledding down a hill and it's not a very good sledding hill or the snow's not quite right. You start out really fast, but by the time you get to bomb, on every hill, you're slowing down, right? We've got to pick up speed again. And so just a little challenge again, whether we're doing good or not, let's get involved and get engaged, right? Ladies, we love you, and I pray that you will find um, encouragement and strength from one another. And I know it's really hard. And if you've been hurt, I know it is hard to stick your neck out of that shell again. None of us are perfect. And I am praying that we can all grow together. And so don't let it hinder the great possibilities that God has for you and some wonderful, powerful relationships that we can have. You may get hurt again and again and again before you find um, someone that can invest in you like you want to invest in them. And I hope that you're wanting to invest in others. So I'm praying for you. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for our church family and I ask, Lord, that you would um, give us courage. And Lord, um, I know... Um, there's people that, that get along better with each other than with others. And so I pray that those, those relationships will grow, but also that we would be able to reach out just a little further and include and involve uh, those that, that are a little bit um, outside of our circle. They're not worse people. They're just harder to get to know. Or we've just never had the opportunity. So, Lord, help us to see the value of, of trying to reach out and do the work a little bit. Uh, help us to, to first and always remember, uh, this is, for some I know it's easy, Lord. But uh, for all of us, Lord, we can't do it right if we don't walk with you. We understand that's what your word says, and yet I uh, so often want to do it in my own flesh. And I think there's a lot of us here today that are the same way. So, Lord, help us to see when we're doing that and help us to stay 
uh, focused on walking with you, that, you, that we would be first committed to, and willing to, to spend the time that we need in your word so that we are um, more sensitive to the Spirit and that as we are walking through the day and as we pray through the day that we are um, following you through it all and not doing it our own way and therefore walking in the Spirit able to, to see the fruit of the Spirit and therefore benefiting others and able to reach out through the strength of, that you give us to one another. And that I pray, Lord, that this week in VBS would be a time of growth, not just for the kids, but for the adults that are involved, the adults that may just come and hang out, and also, Lord, uh, for those unable to come. Lord, that each one would be encouraged this week by a brother or sister in Christ. So put it upon our hearts, Lord, and I am asking you, and as I ask you, I challenge each one here today, Lord, that you would bring to mind the person you want us to reach out to and that we would actually do it in the best beneficial way. And if someone reaches out to us, Lord, that we would be a person that is sensitive and willing to engage in a relationship with them that would be beneficial not just for us but for them. Lord, I thank you for this church family. We are blessed in many ways, but I know that there, we can always grow. And so help us to be sensitive to the areas that we need to change or grow where we need to grow. Um, Lord, please watch over VBS and the kids and I pray that their hearts would be sensitive and open to the Word, uh, basketball Bible camp, and for uh, the Ron Brown event, Lord, that, that the Word would be clearly understood and there would be growth. And if there's any kids that do not know you as their Savior, that they would come to know you as their Savior and that they would commit to following you each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. We have a wonderful week, weeks ahead of us, and so I just want to challenge you to be in the Word so that we're energized.